the only way you create change is by standing up and campaigning for those things you care for. If we hold ourselves individually to hire a cat, the world will be a better place. For me, communication is, is the key to absolutely everything. How can we all save the what world? it means to be a man or indeed a human. There's no such thing as a stupid question. The Can We Just Ask podcast starts conversations that matter. Hello and welcome to Can We Just Ask What's the Good News? I'm Annie. And I'm Will. And we are back. We've had a week, a week off. Mm. How was your week off? It's been a turbulent week, hasn't it? It has a little, yeah. Mostly, uh, not, uh, not personally, I just mean uh, nationally. It's been a turbulent week. Yeah, lots. I think a lot's happened over the last seven days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but But also, not a lot has happened over the last seven days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right, actually. <laughs> Um, but we might be able to go and see one other person. That is exciting. We can <laughs> we can laugh at it, but that is exciting. Yeah. Who's the first person you're going to go and see that isn't me? Uh, my sister. I think. Yeah, it's or fine, a friend. Though. Depends who's available, to be honest. <laughs> Anyone <laughs> that will take me. I think everyone's available, aren't they? Most people, not yeah. everybody. No, that's right. Yeah. Um, how has your week been? My week has been... Good. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's been uh, there's been ups and downs. Mm. Um, I actually really missed finding some good news and sharing it on Friday. Mm. I think I I didn't realise how much that boosts me each week. Yeah. Um. So I, I felt really excited yesterday when I started gathering some yeah. um some news. Well, um, and, and if if anyone's uh, new to the podcast, we do do this uh, twice a week, but we did take Friday off because. Bank holiday and VE day celebrations, um, but we're back to doing it two days a week. And if you do like the show, uh, do give us a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this on. And the other thing is keep the good news coming. Mm. Um, it's really it's really fun getting um, little notes in our inbox about uh, all the cool initiatives. And as much as I like to think we've got our ear to the ground, we definitely don't spot everything. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, with that confidence, do you want to share, <laughs> do you wanna share some good news? Uh, I'd love to share some good news. Um, okay, so the first one I've found is... You know how there's there's a lot of signs being made now, right now. So supporting the NHS signs yes. and um, things that probably will represent this era of time. And you wonder what's going to happen with those signs afterwards. Have you been wondering that? No. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, I have. I do definitely. I might not have wondered that specific question, but mm. I do um, walk past. There's a huge um, sort of. Now, it was a corner of the road mm. um, in Bethnal Green. It's now slowly creeping towards us, this mm. like length of signage. Support. Um, of yeah, support, yeah, NHS. which is amazing. Well, it's funny you mentioned Bethnal Green because um, the V&A Museum have put a shout out for um, all of these different types of signs, especially uh, rainbow signs that are been made to support the NHS and they're going to uh, take the best ones and the ones they think capture the the moment in the right way and they're going to put an exhibition on in the uh, the, the V&A Museum in Bethnal Green. So the V&A Museum of Childhood in Bethnal Green, uh, which has been closed for a revamp and it's due to reopen in 2022. So they're going to, they're collecting these signs from people and they're going to put on an exhibition. It's quite um, a fortunate time to close for a, re- a revamp really, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe they knew this was going to happen. Possibly. Um, that's awesome. Um, that's really cool a way of sort of commemorating this time because actually I think there's while this time 
has been characterized by loss and change and uncertainty in many ways it's also been an incredible demonstration of compassion and kindness and human mm. humanity actually exactly. um, and, and having places like the vna commemorate that i think is is actually quite important i know we don't want to suddenly have a load of stuff made from coronavirus and isolation for us to remember this time that much but it's important part of history i suppose yeah, definitely. Um, they're also they've also in their post they have posted that they're quite worried that they're not going to get any signs sent to them i don't think they which, need to which worry. based, crazy, based on the railings in bethnal green i don't think they need to worry um but if you want to rest the minds of the vna curators easier maybe send them a sign because they're maybe sat at home worried they're send not going to get a sign. signs <laughs> Not like a, a manifestation of a sign, just like a <laughs> physical sign. <laughs> um, well, in other news, this mm. is uh, this is a real jump. No coherent... Uh, no segue here. No segue here. <laughs> um, but it's good news, nonetheless. Well... That's a segue. That's good enough. Uh, Belgians are being encouraged <laughs> to eat more fries uh, or potato-based <laughs> meals. By who? The, by their government. So, I mean, the government. I thought you were going to say by like McDonald's. No. So, this is um, after their, um, the exports of potatoes. So, the Belgian potato industry have sad, has sadly been um, hit pretty hard. Mm. Um, and so, in order to uh, overcome the uh, extensive <laughs> surplus of potatoes now in Belgium, um, <laughs> the citizens of Belgium have been uh, encouraged to up their um, <laughs> potato intake. So wait, to, to uh, cut through the waffle, Yeah, what you're saying there, that was a joke, that was a Belgian joke, you didn't get it. I was just like, harsh. <laughs> uh, so basically you're saying there's a surplus of potatoes in Belgium and so the Belgians have been told by the government to eat more chips. Yeah, but when you phrase it like that, it doesn't sound like that good news. If it's like, <laughs> whoa, Belgians have been asked to eat potato, uh, eat chips two times a day. That's Is that it, how many times they've been? Yeah. Maybe they should uh, infiltrate it into scientific advice and say, the doctor says, eat chips two times a day. That's normally what happens, isn't it? <laughs> That's why we're eating so much fruit. <laughs> <laughs> And actually, I read somewhere that in Copenhagen, this wasn't part of my good news, but um, speaking of fruit, in Copenhagen, fruit trees have been, communal fruit trees are being planted so that the public can have access to um, fresh fruits. You go out for a walk, pick oh, an apple. Oh, great. Um, I love that. No, uh, no guaranteeing who's touched your fruit before you've eaten it. No. In that sense. No, I suppose not. So maybe don't do that in coronavirus. Time. I'm not sure how many people would go around sort of rubbing an apple on a tree without picking it poor you haven't met many people <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's great so um belgians are basically having a great time yeah if they like chips if they like chips and if they don't they're in hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> and if they haven't got you know a number of other things going on for them either just specifically chip related. Chip I mean, related, chip yeah. Related if you health. if they love chips and they and everything else is all right, then then yeah, this, that's a win. Is that, so? I was thinking this: if you've got a surplus of food and you're just eating more of it, are you really solving the problem? You're not. It's not really uh, perhaps, help it, helping anything, is it? Perhaps it's you know encouraging people to choose chips over, let's say, rice. So it's just a, a, a shift way out the ba- uh, equal out the balance. Yes. Yeah. Not just so that, oh, we've got the food, so it's either going to be eaten or thrown away. Because ultimately, it's going to go all in the same place eventually. 
I suppose so, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> um, a little, and then just a little one-line update. Um, last Tuesday, we uh, shared a really cool project called Draw4, um, a new social enterprise that's been set up to raise money for... Um, different uh causes and their first campaign is draw for nhs and over their launch weekend they have raised over ten thousand pounds selling more than 480 almost 500 prints amazing which That's is so good. really cool so 500 happy people with art on the walls 500 yeah. happy artists and ten thousand pounds for nhs charities together that's great that's really good yeah um nice update thank you yeah um, um should i do one I've got yeah it's a quick one and this is just a, it's actually a collaboration that i found that's come out um it's been released i think it was announced before the lockdown happened but it's been released uh mid lockdown and i just i just thought people might want to check it out um but finisterre the brand the clothing brand they're um a really cool sustainable brand they do a lot of work um with protecting oceans and a lot of their stuff is sort of uh, as a sort of surfer vibe. So they're, they're very much people of the oceans. Yeah. Um, they do really cool clothes, but they have done a really, really cool collaboration with the Natural History Museum in London. Um, and they have released, I mean, I love them. I mean, the artwork is absolutely sensational. It's so cool. So basically, um, finished there as a B Corp. So, um, they already do a lot of work in sustainability but this whole this whole um collaboration is organic uh sustainable recycled so everything is made from recycled materials and all the designs are like really cool like patterns and designs from the natural history museum so they've um, from their archives yeah so they've from people like charles darwin um john james audubon and uh, Maria Sibylla Merian, who I found out was, she's a really, really interesting woman. Really interesting um, woman. If you want to go and find out someone, one of the people, first naturalists in the world who rarely gets a story told, go and look up Maria Sibylla Merian. Um, but they've got these hand-drawn il- illustrations on these really cool clothes. And it's just an amazing collaboration. It's all sustainable. It's all recycled. And I'm going to get a bucket hat from them and wear it because I like it. I'm so pleased for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the good news about me getting no, a bucket hat. It's not, but I mean, but that is good news for you as well. Yeah. So basically, it uh, has a very small environmental impact, and it's called clothes. So I think it's cool. And you yeah. Check it. Um, well, now we have got a segue into my last thing because it's about birds. So <laughs> um, this is really cool. Um, storks haven't. Uh, no storks have. Uh, hatched no stork eggs have hatched in the uk for centuries and i thought storks were brought into the world via baskets no they bring baskets in with babies of human babies yeah but they don't do that with their own babies no but maybe they got a bit confused (laughs) somewhere in the messaging humans come with baskets of stork babies (laughs) yeah and humans gave up (laughs) so luckily some humans have uh stepped back into the role of reintroducing um wild chick storks well wild stork chicks (laughs) to um britain and have um basically been encouraging wild storks to uh create nests um so while there have i mean i have to i said that no storks have been born in the uk they have in captivity but no, no wild ones so um basically this um project this conservation project has been has set up uh like the the sort of structures that the storks need to build nests and some storks have built nests in um 
the UK. And next month, the chicks should be hatching, which means that for the first time in hundreds of years, wild storks will be back in the UK. So wild storks haven't been uh, repopulating in the UK, is what you're saying. And so uh, people, scientists, random people, uh, fans of storks... Conservationists, Conservationists have been, uh, have basically encouraged them to do so by building them some nests. Yeah, and it's looking like it's Where in the well. UK? I think that it's in West Sussex and Surrey. Very nice. um, yeah. Um, well, that's great news. So hopefully, I guess the hope is that those storks that hatch will then uh, have, Grow have into more big... storks. So then hopefully those storks will go into adults and deliver human babies to people's doorsteps. Yeah, great. And the cycle continues. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you. That's good news. Uh, good news about storks. Yeah. Um, and that's our good, good news, news for around. today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. We really enjoyed, as we say, we always enjoy finding and hearing your good news stories and sharing them with you. Um, and if you enjoy hearing them, please let us know. We're at Can We Just Ask on various social media platforms. And please keep sending us your good news. Yeah. We'll be back on Friday with another episode. Yeah. See you then. The only way you create change is by standing up and campaigning for those things you care for. If we hold ourselves individually to hire a cat, the world would be a better place. For me, communication is, is the key to absolutely everything. How can we all save the what world? it means to be a man or indeed a human. There's no such thing as a stupid question. The Can We Just Ask podcast starts conversations that matter.